Hey, and welcome to Becca Babbles Podcast, the show where I will teach you to be the best version of yourself by learning about yourself, body, and the world around you, or at the very least, give you a good laugh. I'm your host, Becca. Now let's get babbling. Hello, and welcome back to Becca Babbles Podcast. I'm your host, Becca, and this week we are talking about are foods considered good or bad? And I thought of this question because I actually had someone message me a while ago uh, telling me that they really enjoyed the podcast and that they they felt really bad because they had eaten a cookie the night before and they were asking me, Rebecca, is there such things as like foods being good or bad? And it really got me thinking about how this was something that I struggled with for the longest time and I think sometimes I still do now or I find those thoughts popping up of like, oh, I'm such a bad person or I did a bad thing because I ate X, Y, or Z and or I start thinking like, oh, I'm I'm being healthy, I'm being good because like I had a salad today and da 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 and I got all the vegetables in and I ate the rainbow or whatever quote fits in your good or bad category. And I really wanted to take the time to talk about this because I feel like going into the holidays and people having New Year's resolutions, they're like, I want to be healthy and I'm going to do this detox or whatever because that is clean and whatnot. And that's a whole nother rant for later that I could go on. Please don't go on those green juice or not green juice, but like three-day reset juice detox thing whatever they're talking about when literally your liver is gonna like detox for you but anyways just don't don't starve yourself that's all I'm asking for (laughs) um anyways I wanted to take the time to talk about this because you are going to be presented with foods around the holidays that might not be considered quote good and might be considered quote bad but then you also are coming into the new year and you're like, I'm going to like change my entire way of looking at things because I was a quote bad person and I'm going to be good this year, whatever that means. (laughs) And I know for me, this all started when I started looking at at, at my house, we had these like books that were like four by four and they're these small little books and if you know what I'm talking about, they're, they were called Eat This, Not That kind of books. And basically what it had was a picture of a food. I think one was like the McDonald's salad. And then the other one was like the McDonald's Big Mac or something. And it had a giant X over the Big Mac. And then it had like either a check mark or like a green circle around the salad and it was like eat this eat the salad and then it was like big check or not check mark big x across the big mac and i would flip through these books and i would be like oh okay so i'm not supposed to eat this and i should eat this and i didn't really know why i was just like in my i was probably like 8 at the time i don't know my young human brain i was like okay i'm taking in all of this and my subconscious is reading all of this and i don't know why this is like good or bad but i'm being told this is and then i see as i'm going through the checkout line of like the whole like oh you should eat this not this or not that sort of foods in the like magazines or like she ate x y and z for 30 
days and lost this amount of weight and I was like oh okay and then you start finding that like you start associating these quote foods that are geared towards weight loss are supposed to be the good foods right and that's where I think we start misinterpreting the value of food which is what I want to really dig into first before we get into our foods good or bad and I like to categorize foods into four different value types and the first one is food is just plain out energy People value food for just the energy, just the calories it gives you. Those calories, your body has to get energy from somewhere and it's from the calories. And some people, I know this even goes to the extreme of like there was this ad a long time ago talking about this like shake that people who would sit at computers all day to do computer work and they'd be like, oh, you don't have to get up from your desk. You just need to drink three of these a day and you'd get all the vitamins and minerals and calories you need for the day. Um, and they would drink this while they're working, which is a whole nother topic. You could go talking about how like, no, you actually need to take that time for yourself to take the breaks. Please take the breaks that your bosses offer you. You don't need to do extra work. Um but they would use this as a way so that food wouldn't be something that would get in their way, which is just sad to think about. But people could value food as just energy for like, I know for a long time when I came out of treatment, literally people would just tell me food is medicine. Food is your medicine. Just eat the food. Your body needs the energy. And that was important for me at the time to realize that. Or if you're an athlete, you're like, I just need the calories so that I can perform well. Because if you're not performing well because you've decided to cut your calories for some reason, then that's just not going to work as far as performance wise. It's going to, your main value is your performance. So if you're decreasing the amount of energy that you're consuming and that's reflecting in how you're performing, then you're probably going to be like, oh, okay, I need to like bump up my calories. But that's, very generic way of thinking about it there's so much more that could probably be going on depending on what type of sport you're in but I think you get the point the next value is the nutrients the food provides and this I think can get a little wishy-washy depending on what you think is a nutrient-dense food um, but how I'm going to define it is basically People who value food this way is how much nutrients a food has or like the vitamins and minerals that this food has. So, for example, I, for me, the research that I've done and listened, there is a lot of value when it comes to eating ground beef, especially grass-fed ground beef. And... I know there's even this whole like carnivore diet thing where people are surviving off of that. I'm not saying to go on that, but I am saying that that is something that people can survive on because it has the proteins, fats, and the minerals and vitamins that you need to survive as a human being. Is it optimal? Probably not. Is it survivable? Yes. Um, so that sort of food, I would consider something nutrient dense. People like this would be like, oh, I would rather maybe lean towards cooking at home because I know the ingredients that I'm cooking with and I know what I'm putting in my body. 
those sort of people value food because of the nutrient value the food is going to give them and how that food makes them feel. Now, not to get confused with this next value, but the next value is basically how food makes them feel internally or emotionally and how it tastes or the palatability of that food. And this could look like maybe this could be like you cook at home and you just like the food that you're cooking, but this could also be someone might be eating a lot of like packaged foods or they like to go out to restaurants a lot or they get fast food because they're like, oh my gosh, this tastes really good. Or they like eat a lot of like bags of chips and stuff like that. Um, They value food for the way that it just tastes and they just want their food to taste good. They don't really care about the nutrient value of it. They're just like, I just want it to taste good at the end of the day. I really don't care about anything else. And then the last one is the value of food bringing people together. And I don't think people realize this, that this is a value that food has, that food can bring people together. And this is why holidays are really important because a lot of our holidays are surrounded by food because that's the value that most of us give it. We give it the value of bringing us together like, hey, you want to like bring a group of friends together. So you're probably going to like have a pizza or like do a dinner out or something like that. I know for a while there, I was very much against like, I would tell people, you know, we don't need to eat when we get together, which is true. Like you can do other activities besides eating. Um, But I think it was also just because I didn't want to have to deal with the fact of like eating with people or thinking that food had to be included and I didn't want to bring that into social situations that I was dealing with because I was still afraid of what kind of food was going to be presented in front of me. But now I see the value of this food might not be the most nutrient-dense thing in the world, but I'm able to enjoy the foods that my grandma makes and the people that I'm around because they're happy that they get to enjoy these kinds of foods and we're all laughing while enjoying this food together. And I think that's something that's really special that people don't actually realize food can do. Now, I know I listed all these foods of like having singular values and stuff like that, but like, of course, you can value food for its energy and making you not hangry so that like you're not barking at your like friends or whatever, your coworkers because you haven't eaten for the past five hours and you're like, I just need some food right now. My head is hurting and I'm angry right now. Just get me some food. You can value food for its energy and then also want it to be nutrient dense or you can value it for how it tastes, but then also the value of like it being nutrient dense. That is completely possible. But I also want you to realize that none of like if you have a value that's higher than the other, that doesn't make it good or bad. It also is going to depend on what kind of goals you have right now. If you're a bodybuilder, then of course you're probably going to have more value on the energy of the food that it brings you because you're fueling for your workouts, but then also getting ready for like a physique show. So you probably don't care as much about the nutrients that it provides, but you're, well, you might depending on how your coach is teaching you or whatever, but 
you're probably not caring as much about how it tastes because you're like, I just need to make sure I fit my macros or whatever. Same thing with like an athlete. They're probably more worried about the energy than they are the nutrients that it provides or the palatability or it bringing family together unless like you're going out for like a team sports sort of situation. But the average person for the most part is concerned about probably how it tastes bringing family together and if you're on a health journey I would assume probably the nutrients that it provides again just depends on your goals and if your values are different from your goals then that's where things start to contradict each other now can foods be good or bad this is the real question the real reason why you're listening to this podcast and again before we dive into this I want you to think about a child and a teenager. When you tell a child that you're being, that that a child is bad, like you're like, oh, you did such a bad thing. You're a bad girl or boy or whatever you want to say. What do you think of that child doing? Like visualize in your head if someone told your younger self, like you are bad for doing this, what would you do? You'd probably feel a little bit of shame feel some guilt, have your shoulders rolled forward and just be like, I'm, I'm really sorry. And like, you'd get really like low and sad and like not really feel like you have much power and you just, you feel guilty. You feel like you can't do anything. But then I also want you to think of a teenager. How does a teenager react when they're being told that they're bad? Well, For starters, depending on the teenager, because I know I was not this teenager, but I would probably still feel that guilt and shame. But if I was repeatedly told that I was bad, then I'd kind of get a little frustrated. I'd be like, okay, this is really annoying or like, I don't want to do it the way that you're doing it. My way is better and I'm going to do it my way and I'm going to end up rebelling and I'm going to be like, okay, I don't care what you think. I think what I'm doing is right. So... It's my way or the highway sort of situation. And the thing is, is when you tell tell yourself that food is good or bad, or that you are a bad person because you ate X, Y, or Z, you're literally doing this to yourself. You're starting out as that child of saying that, oh, I'm going to be good because I'm not going to have that cookie. And then you start staring at that cookie and you're like, oh, but I really, really want the cookie. And all you're thinking about is the cookie. When, like, if you want to think about it, like, if you're surrounded by a group of friends right now and there's a cookie literally sitting there, think about all the conversations you're missing out on because all you're doing is obsessing about this cookie that's sitting over here and you're just like, should I have it? Should I not? Should I have it? Should I not? When literally you could just go over there and have one cookie and then have a conversation with your friends and just be present with your friends. But... Let's say you do cave in and you do have that cookie and then you're like, oh, crap. I, I was so bad because I had this cookie and I'm a bad person for having this cookie. And you're filled with all this shame and guilt and you're just like, oh, I can't believe I just screwed this up. Like, this is not how I wanted to start my new year. This was not the way that I was going to plan. Like, I told myself I was going to be good. And then at this point, you might be tired of telling yourself that you were bad 
And so you're like, you know what? Screw this. I already like messed up. So I'm just going to like eat all the cookies. I'm going to go back for more. I'm going to eat like 10 cookies or whatever. I'm going to eat the whole box. Doesn't matter. Like you're fed up with yourself. You decide to rebel. And then this whole cycle continues of you just like feeling the shame and guilt rebel cycle. You know, that's kind of like really annoying and frustrating. Like I would be annoyed if I was in that situation, especially reflecting back on that. Not to mention all the mental energy that you're wasting on this whole cookie situation, going back to like, especially if you're with friends, when you could have just had the cookie at the start, really enjoyed the flavor, and then also just enjoyed the people that you're with. Um, But then I also want you to realize that in this situation, you're giving food moral value. When food isn't really moral to begin with. Literally, if you want to break it down to basics, food is just energy. Like literally, it is just energy if you just want to think about it that way. It is just calories you're putting in your body to fuel your body. Yes, there are foods that are more nutrient dense than other foods. They have more vitamins and minerals than other foods. But literally, I want you to think about who told you that this food that you're eating right now is good or bad. Was it a book? Was it a family member that is still on their whole dieting streak of like going on and off diets and they have a terrible relationship with food and they can't figure out for themselves how to feed their body? Was it some influencer that was like, here's a 30-day fix that is going to make you feel so much better and so much more confident in yourself because you took out all these foods and you're a healthier human being? Like, who told you this? Really think about it. Because once you're able to identify who told you this, then you start to think about, okay, do I really believe this person? Like, For example, back to that family member who is still on their whole like on and off diet sort of situation. Are you really going to take their advice on what you think about your own food? Like if they don't have, if you want to have a better relationship with food, are you really going to take the advice of someone who doesn't have a good relationship with food? And I know some people will probably say, well, the research says this and that which I want to say research is always changing. And I have a great example of this because I am a huge enthusiast about eggs. I love eggs, any form. Oh my gosh, if you give me a hard, well, I wouldn't even consider it a hard boiled egg. It would be like a runny yolk, sort of like like a soft hard boiled egg. I don't even know if that's what it's called, but I have chickens. So of course I love eggs, but This was a big area of research where people were like, don't eat eggs. Like, it's bad for you. You can't eat eggs. But literally now there's research coming out saying that it's considered nature's multivitamin because it has so many vitamins and minerals in it. Like, it's it's crazy, especially the yolk. Don't don't give me that like egg white stuff. No, don't. No, give me the yolk. The yolk is the good stuff. And This food was considered a, quote, bad food because it raised your cholesterol, which now research is showing that eggs don't actually increase cardiovascular disease, but they actually boost your cognitive function and your cardiovascular health. And I think this is crazy because 
there are so many other foods out there that are being told that, oh, don't eat this because of this one study. But then there could be a whole other study saying how amazing this food is. It really comes down to how do you feel when you eat this certain food? How does it make you feel when you eat this certain food? And do you feel energized? Do you feel like you can eat this food and not feel super bloated and not want to just lay out on the couch, but like actually go out and do things? Do you feel good in your workouts? Can you sleep good? Like those are so much more impactful on you than like how many calories the menu at the restaurant or whatever is telling you that the food has or the nutrition label, like how many calories. It's crazy for how long I spent looking at those nutrition labels, deciding which food I was going to eat just because it had less calories. When literally that food, and this is because I value food for the nutrient content that it gives me more than like the amount of energy that it gives me. But it's crazy because that one food that had less calories in it had less nutrients it was providing for me, which then impacted my school, which impacted my learning, which impacted my sports. When maybe if I ate that like higher calorie food, it probably had more nutrients in it. But I didn't care about that at that point. And I think this is a big thing that people need to also remember is that food is not what you eat. I know that was like a whole sort of like quote that was going around where it's like, you are what you eat. No, you are what you digest. If you can't digest the foods that you are eating, then you're not actually absorbing that nutrients. Like I want you to think about that. If you're like getting a stomach cramp every time that you eat this food or like you're pooping your brains out every time you eat like a certain food, that means your body's not actually absorbing that sort of nutrients. So it's not getting what it needs. So it's going to keep asking for more food because it's not getting all that it needs. So food isn't just plain good or bad. There's so much more to that. But I know this is probably popping up in your heads because I know it did for me when like people would talk about like, oh, foods aren't good or bad. Or like, what's the difference between calling a food like less nutrient dense different from bad and I would think about this and be like you're still calling a food bad when you're calling it less nutrient dense when in actuality I actually started doing this where I would call foods less nutrient dense and more nutrient dense like for example pizza so I'm going out with friends and I'm eating pizza okay Probably less nutrient dense than like eating a really good steak, which like that's one of my favorite things with some Brussels sprouts and some sweet potatoes. Like give me all that. Probably less nutrient dense than that. But that doesn't mean that I'm bad for having that food. And when I started calling things less nutrient dense compared to like good or bad, then it started taking the emotion out of the situation and it literally just stated the facts. I'd be like, okay, it's just less nutrient dense. That's fine. There's other things I'm valuing right now. I'm valuing the people that I'm connecting with. I'm valuing being with my friends and like if it was a birthday party, celebrating someone's birthday. And I've kind of gotten to this point because I know for me, with Thanksgiving coming up, this was something that really popped up for me this year and Man, I almost feel like I'm going to cry. <laughs> um, that 
for so many years, I would go to a Thanksgiving and all I cared about was being nervous about how much food I was going to put on the plate or what sort of butter that people cooked in the food and like all the things that I didn't know was going to be in the food. And I was literally so obsessed with all the food just for that one day when I wasn't taking into account all the conversations that were going around me, all the people who I loved and cared about because all I cared about was what I was eating in front of me. Yes, it is important to fuel your body with those nutrient-dense foods, but there's also times in your life where you need to eat those less nutrient-dense foods just so that you can be a human being and like be happy. I've realized in the past couple of years how it doesn't matter so much about what you look like and how like how you're working out or what your like macros are or whatever like that's fine that's like a good stepping stone to figuring out the value of food but if that's getting in the way of your connections with friends and family I don't know. For me, that's just something I value so much more is the the people who I love and care about. Like I want I'm so interested about how, what they're thinking about and what they're doing and how they see the world or especially my older family members like my grandma, my uncles and stuff like we we had a great conversation about like things about them back then compared to like what they did back then is going to be completely different from what I do now. And so I want to learn about like what they did when they were younger or how they saw the world because like A, then I could use that for like my own interpretation um, and how I can progress in the world. But then also just to like figure out who they are because I wasn't around when they were younger. And yeah, you might just be like, oh, it's like my weird uncle dude. But like maybe your weird uncle is like, was an actually pretty cool kid or was pretty funny. And you would never know it because all you cared about is like worrying if you're going to go over your macros or if it's going to like make you gain five pounds or if you're a bad person because you're eating this food. When literally you're just going back and forth on that cycle of like being a child, teenager, rebelling back and forth. So that was a bit of a ramble about that, but I want to go back to how calling things less nutrient dense can really change your perspective on food because when you have something that is emotion or fueled with emotion, then you start coming out of your what they call your rational brain and you're in your emotional brain and things can kind of feel a little bit chaotic when you're like super emotional all the time. I'm not saying that emotions are bad, but I'm saying when you are able to put things into a rational perspective and just think about the facts, then you're able to be a little bit more calmer and think straightforward. And then you can just be like, okay, I'm fine. I realize that these things are less nutrient dense, but I'm also getting value over here somewhere else. So then maybe I might just eat something that's more nutrient dense later or the next day. You can always start over the next day. You're not a bad person for one meal and the impact that one meal is going to make on you is going to be so small compared to your overall life.
Now, speaking of that, balance is going to be different for everyone. No one is going to eat food the same way. I was talking to my therapist a long time ago and she was talking, she, she was, she had a baby and she was telling her doctor, she was like, man, I'm having a really hard time like being balanced. I know there's that whole like 80, 20 rule of like eating 80% healthy and 20% like the not nutrient dense foods. Um, but then she was like, I just, I'm having a hard time doing that. And I know there's some people out there who are like, they do the whole like 90-10, which like, again, in my head, I was like, this doesn't even make any sense. How do you calculate this? I'm a very like, I want to calculate things where I'm like, okay, does that mean that I can only have this food this amount of times and this food this amount of times? I'm not going to go all into it because um, I just don't think that will be helpful for some people. But that doesn't matter. It's what can you do now? And then in the future, that might change. You might start feeling like, oh, when I eat these sorts of foods, if I just eat packaged foods all the time or if I eat chips all the time, man, I like my stomach starts hurting or I get like an energy crash and I don't feel my best. Um, or every time I eat sugar, I just I get a migraine. So then you might start leaning towards those more nutrient dense foods and you might start realizing, oh, my gosh. Actually, I kind of feel better. I feel more energized. I'm able to focus in class. I know that was something for me that I found when I started valuing foods for their nutrient-dense qualities compared to just the energy it gave me. And it's important to value food or think of foods in this way and finding value in it. And I think it's also a good argument to say that you need to find value in less nutrient-dense foods for two reasons. One, so you don't have to do that whole like rebel, give up cycle and think like, oh, I can never be healthy. I'm never going to be a good person. And you just, you're like, I, I can't be strict with myself. I can't do this. Yes, you can. You're just looking at someone else's diet and what and how they eat. That doesn't work for you. That's fine. That's okay. Not everyone's diet is supposed to work for everyone. There's that whole like bio-individuality sort of situation. And the second reason, which is one that I fell into a lot, is you start isolating yourself and you feel lonely because you're so worried about the food that's going to be put in front of you for celebrations or like outings. And then you're like, oh my gosh, are my like safe foods going to be there? Which is like kind of sad and Looking back on that, I wish I didn't do that because I was, I was, I know being younger, you're kind of just like, oh my gosh, I need to find friends. I can't find friends. But I was so terrified about the food that was going to be there. Or like, honestly, I was so low energy that I just, I didn't have the energy to go out and like meet friends and no one kind of wants to be around the person who's like me all the time. I don't know. Maybe if I like hanged around the goths, but like there weren't very many of those at my school um, or that I knew of. I don't know. Maybe you can DM me and be like, hey, I was the goth at our school. I'm sorry if I didn't notice or know that you were a goth, but maybe I was just thinking of like the high school TV version of that. But I also think having packaged foods and calling them bad, because I know I did that for a while, can have its downfalls. 
because I've been going on a lot of hikes recently. I've probably talked about this on the podcast before or you've seen me post on Instagram and I used to be terrified of like going to places because then that means that like I was I was either trying to push through getting to lunch or because I didn't want to have a packaged food. I was like I'm going to be a good person because like or I'm going to be good because I'm not going to have this packaged food when like there is value in having packaged foods. I have RX bars, I have perfect bars, I have chopsticks, I have I'm just throwing out foods right now. I'm not sponsored by any of these, but I'm trying to think of I have like plantain chips that are packaged. Yes, they are made with like whole foods ingredients, but like also if I'm going on a hike or I'm going on a travel trip, like I still Again, go back to the basics. You have to fuel your body. Your body, the most important thing is getting in calories. Then I'd say it's like the whole protein, fats, and carbs sort of situation. And the minerals and vitamins and all that stuff. But to down to the basis, you have to fuel yourself first. And that's important. But the most important question is to ask yourself is, am I taking care of my body when I eat this food? And sometimes this will be yes, and sometimes this will be no. And it's going to be different for each different types of foods. For example, back to that pizza. uh, Eating this pizza, yes, being around those sort of people would be taking care of myself because I'm connecting with people. But I would ask myself, am I taking care of my body right now? If I am eating pizza like just by myself, like if I was like, hey, I want to like get some Domino's pizza, I probably wouldn't be because right now I am working on cutting out dairy and gluten, not from a place of anger or hate or shame, but of a place of loving myself because I'm dealing with things like acne and hormonal issues. And those things have been shown to be inflammatory. So for this period of my life, I have to cut those things out to see if that's going to improve things. And then later on, I might be able to have those things and enjoy myself. But that doesn't mean that I'm a, quote, better person because I'm not having the pizza. When you ask yourself, am I taking care of myself having this food? Then it's less of the fact of, am I good or bad for having this food? But it's more of the fact of, am I taking care of myself and honoring myself. And I think we do a way better job of doing this for other people. I know for myself I do. Of being like, oh, how can I help you? Are you okay? How are you feeling? Are you asking yourself that? Are you asking your body that? Like, if it's hard for you to go to the bathroom every day, or if you're like having really bad sleep, or you're super low energy because of the foods that you're eating all the time, then you're not really taking care of your body. Or at least that's what I would think. You might have a different situation, but that's my perspective. So the next time you go down to like eat some food and you're like looking at your plate or you're invited to a birthday party or a celebration or a New Year's party or Christmas party and you're thinking, man, I might like I'm bad for eating this food. I shouldn't be eating this food. I want you to ask yourself, am I taking care of my body right now by having this food? And it's okay if it's a no, especially if it's with connecting with other people. I'm just telling you this right now because that's something that I needed to hear. But also, what are your values right now when it comes to eating food? And this can change 
by a minute by minute basis or a day by day or a month by month? How do I feel after eating this food? If it's low energy, then I'd probably recommend not having this food all the time. If it's bad digestion, I'd probably recommend not having it at this time. But that's completely different than saying that you're bad for having this food. And if you do eat the food and you do have those things, then yes, you're going to have to suffer the consequences. But again, was it because maybe you were stressed? Then I'd like to look at like, were there other ways that you could deal with that stress? But again, that doesn't make you a bad person because that's a choice that you made in that instant. But you can always choose another choice the next time. And if you keep shaming yourself for the choices that you're making, that just keeps you putting in that spiral of like, I'm a bad person and that doesn't get you anywhere. Just staying in the shame is just staying in this hole. But you got to get out of the hole. Once you get out of the hole and decide to make a different choice, then that's where the change really happens. But I just want you to think about those questions the next time you're presented with food because these are all great questions to ask yourself instead of just saying that this food is like good or bad or I'm a bad person. Because again, our mind is so complex when it comes to just these simple words and it can make a huge difference in the way that you see the world. I don't think we realize how big of an impact the way that words or the meaning of words, I really think it's the meaning of the words that you put behind it can change the way that we see things and how we feel about ourselves and the people around us. So thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I hope you got some value out of this podcast. I really enjoyed recording this podcast. You can see I was very enthused about talking about this talk bit because I think it's really important. People need to hear about it, but that's why I recorded it, obviously. But if you have any other questions or topics that you want me to talk about, please email me at BeccaBabblesPodcast at gmail.com or DM me on Instagram at Rebecca.8. And I also wanted to ask, please leave a uh, five-star rating and review that really helps other people get this kind of content that they need to hear in their ears. And if you feel called to, please share this podcast on social media so that other people can hear about it and get welcomed into our wonderful community of Becca Babbles podcast and hear all the wonderful things that I am talking about and all the other people who I will have on this podcast. But with that being said, thank you so much for listening to this podcast and I can't wait to babble with you next time.